comments. Donald Jeffries. Donald Jeffries. Author of Hidden History and Survival of the Richest. Host of the Donald Jeffries Show. Billy Ray Valentine. Billy Ray Valentine. Host of the Infinite Fringe Podcast. Researcher, truth seeker from the Bronx, New York. Tony Arterburn. Tony Arterburn. Radio host, combat veteran, precious metals analyst, and alt historian. Together, they take on the headlines of the week, decode the disinformation, and plow through the mainstream propaganda. Unauthorized, unscripted, and unintimidated. Unintimidated. This is America Unplugged. What is up, everybody? It is America Unplugged on, you know, everywhere you can find it. AmericaUnplugged.com, America Unplugged on Apple Podcasts, America Unplugged on Rockfin, America Unplugged Radio. You know the deal. My name is Billy Ray Valentine, and things just keep getting either uh, scarier, funnier. I don't know. You choose. Either you laugh or you cry or you do both about uh, everything that's going on right now. But there is never a shortage of what to talk about. There's a shortage of everything else, of course. But uh, what to talk about? No, we we, we have uh, things to discuss. Uh, ladies and gents, Joe Biden just fell off a bike and uh, Tony just showed us the footage. So, you know, <laughs> there's that. Um, but uh, we do want to discuss some other things. Uh, things don't seem to be getting any better. The usual suspects are here to discuss. Tony Arterburn, the wisest of all the wolves. What's up, man? Well, you know, after you do so many broadcasts, Billy, uh, it just becomes second nature. It's just like riding a bike, you know, or being the leader of the free world. You never really forget, right? Right. You never really forget how to do that, right? <laughs> Don Jeffries, the legendary. What is up, my guy? How are you doing? Okay, good. Always good. Glad to be with you guys. Yeah, that's uh, that video is something. It's just, it's, it really is. I guess going back to Gerald Ford hitting people with the golf balls and stuff, I just, I don't know. We, why would we have to have laughing stocks for presidents all the time? I don't know. When was the last? I don't know. JFK, probably. <laughs> or Dick Cheney shooting people, you know. Yeah, exactly. That sort of shit. You know, hey, yes. you know, hey, it's what we do. Hey, it's funny. You know, hey. Let's laugh about it. Anyway, Best in the break. so we got we got a, a plethora of things to talk about. Tony wanted to, to kick things off. So, Tony, I'm I'm throwing it to you. The stage is yours, sir. This is your show. It's your people. Come on. It, it's my reason. Well, I, first of all, you know, the, to, to launch the show, I thought, you know, we get this little clip of, uh, of Joe Biden. Uh, this is via Zero Hedge and one of the uh, reporters that was on the scene. If you want to see kind of the the backstory here, here comes Joe Biden. He's. He's coming in. He's doing great. Up, oh, nope. He he stands up. He falls over. And this is the uh, this is the reaction. Gosh. But he's okay. Don't don't worry, folks. He's all right. He's all right. There were there were uh, 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 about twenty five people out there. Uh, Donald Trump would say, "Look at that. There's twenty five people there to greet him. I had fifty thousand people lined up to see me talk." So. And, and hey, he would he would have a point. Can't argue with that. What do you have to say, Don? This is new to you. Um, I, I know you didn't see it uh, yesterday or this morning. So, uh, tell me, tell me your thoughts. Joe Biden falling off his bike. Can you hear me, Don? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Don, you're kind of amazing. Yeah. Yeah, he got up and one piece, really. Don, you 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 sound like a robot, Don, AI, Don from the future. Um, so uh, again, <laughs> yeah, 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 it's all good, it's all good, Don. I just wanted to let you know, um, that you sound like a character from Futurama right now. Um, maybe, maybe you want to restart again. I don't know, Jeez. whatever you want to do, we'll be here, we'll be here waiting for yeah, you. Yeah, let, yeah, let, let me do that. I'm gonna try, I'm gonna try right. to change the DNS server. I, I don't know what the problem is. Okay, I'll come back. No oh, good. Good. No Felix says hello, by the way, Felix Caraballo. He says, hello, Donald. Yeah, Chris Bucket in the chat hello. on YouTube. It says, unfortunately, he's okay. <laughs> <laughs> he said, but he identifies it's 37, <laughs> Joe Biden. <laughs> yeah, funny. unfortunately, he's okay. Um, I mean, I mean, let me not wish any ill will on the guy, right? I guess. I mean, for now, anyway. Um, regardless, Tone, this is, uh, I don't know. It's, it's par for the course, right? Like uh, the United States, unfortunately. 
has become the laughing stock of a lot of the world, right? We're not respected half as much as we were. Uh, and this doesn't it doesn't make it any better between the years of Trump and now Biden. It's a it's a degradation of 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 the Oval Office, of the position of president of the United States. And it keeps getting worse. Right. So no matter what people thought about Trump, I mean, half of the country thought he was a piece of filth. Right. Um, but people around the world felt some type of way about that guy. And now with Biden, it's like straight up ringling brothers, Barnum and Bailey brother. I mean, I don't know what else to say. You know, I, I, I used to say that Donald Trump was the worst president ever. And there's a lot of reasons for that. But now Joe Biden might be the worst president ever. Yeah. Like, really, he might have. And, and that doesn't negate what Donald Trump did here. We got worse, you know, like it's, he was the worst up until Joe Biden came and Joe Biden is worse now. This is ridiculous. I mean, if anybody's entitled to fall off a bike, you know, it happens and all of that. But it's it's almost symbolic about what's going on here in the United States. Go ahead, buddy. Well, yeah, it's like the sequel to a, a movie. You know, now it's personal. You got the, the tag team, uh, really you got Trump coming in and then, uh, you know, printing 40 percent of all the dollars ever put into existence and Biden right. says, hold my beer. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, comes in and it's like, Oh, we can, you, know, you thought you had shortages before you thought that mm. you were just non-essential, but now we don't have baby formula. Right. You know, now we have planes flying into food processing plants, my you know, God. now we have, uh, you know, $57 billion going to Ukraine, you know, Incredible. Again, uh, the, the budget, the Russia's annual budget for their national defense, and they have what ten thousand nuclear weapons, is just under what sixty five billion. So, uh, just massive overspending, massive corruption. No one knows who is actually in charge. I mean, the one thing I think we can all agree on is that Joe Biden is not in charge. I agree. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Huh? Uh, a shortage of peanut butter now. Can't find your peanut butter apparently. Uh, I mean, this is ridiculous. Like, I never thought I would see this in the United States. You know, people are pulling back from travel and um, flights are getting canceled left and right because they don't have the pilots to fly the planes. And uh, Delta pilots were protesting not too long ago, saying that they've, uh, they're overworked. And the last thing you want is an overworked pilot. OK, please, like, think about that. You know what I mean? Like, these people are flying other people in the air it's it's important for them not to be overworked but this is this is the new normal now and should we get ready for worse tony you know it looks like it's not getting any better go ahead i i think that's a safe bet to uh to, to bet on the deterioration further deterioration of the u.s economy and our society at, at this level and uh do i think things will just continually get bad into oblivion no, uh, I do think there's going to be a lot of pushback. There's going to be grassroots movements starting. I'm optimistic on a lot of those fronts, but things have to keep, uh, I think, going in this trajectory, Billy, which is breaking up the old normal. You know, they talk about a new normal, which I don't subscribe to because they mm. that's the new narrative. I don't yeah. subscribe to that. But there again, there's going to be a new reality based off of what happened at the beginning of 2020. Now, They've been, as far as the, the currency is concerned, I've been studying this for many years, long, long before COVID-1984, okay? Um, so we know about the, you know, the fall of fiat currencies and the, the demise of the dollar as the world's reserve currency. But you, you look at the acceleration of things that happened after March of 2020, and this is all part of that. You know, we talk about the, you talk about the pilots, you know, there was a, there was a mandate uh, for the the experimental genetic code injection at the beginning of of, of 2021, mm. we know that, right? We know that there's a mandate. We know that there's um, you know, these forced layoffs. That you know, the White House would come out and say, "Well, we have all these job openings. Look what we're doing to the economy. Isn't it wonderful?" Yeah, you just laid millions of people off at the same time. There's millions of people get laid off. That's not really a job opening, right? That's that's a mm. mass firing. And then we talk <laughs> about the people that uh, you go and look at service job industries but it's also in the pilots it's across the board that they call them the mass resignation right the yeah. walking away these are to me some and i study the economy i talk to really smart people i still still haven't figured this one out completely like where people are there's not like there's getting that you're getting this check in the mail every month from you know it's there is no universal basic income yet not yet so 
all of this is going on. I just, again, all this, I think it has to follow to a natural conclusion. Um, and that's breaking up the old systems. And so I think we're going to have to, those of us who are paying attention, are going to have to find parallel, you know, build a parallel economy, you know, find parallel ways, uh, different ways, alternative means to access our goods. Uh, you know, looking at the, we'll talk about the dollar a little bit later, but you got loss of purchasing power, the Fed raising rates, all the, everything's a kind of a, a perfect storm, Billy, for, um, you know, this, this disruption of, of what we consider normal. I agree with you. Um, oh, now I can hear myself. Can you hear me? I hear you. You hear an echo? No. Okay. Echo's gone. Beautiful. Okay. No, I, I, I totally agree with you. And, and you, we were talking before and it's a good transition into it, into, into what's going to happen uh, to the dollar. And, and it's, uh, and you've been talking for, I want to say months now about the eventual conversion of, uh, you know, from a, uh, cash dollars that you can hold in your hand to digital dollars, right? And that's where we're going. Uh, I want you to speak a little bit about that um, or speak a lot about it, however however much you want to do. But you've been talking about it here. So anybody that's been following the show knows that Tony has been warning about this inevitability, apparently. And um, th this is where it's all going, apparently. Maybe this is the I don't know. This all of this is being done as you know, as a part to get us there. I, I have I have no idea. I I mean, have they lost control? You know, like I, a lot of these things are completely manipulated. You know, and 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 they're and they're in my opinion, and and they're uh, made to happen. H have they lost control? I'm going to throw it to Don afterwards. But but have they? I mean, at, at this point, I don't know what's going on. And, and we're talking about droughts and and all all sorts of shit. You know, uh, on uh, throughout the country, there's a record a record um, temperatures going on, and I'm like, they can fix this. We we've, we've talked about this, right? But they're they're letting that happen, in my opinion, because they can fix it. They you know they can manipulate the weather. We know this, but it's the kind of the same concept here. What what are they allowing to happen? How much of this can they actually fix? Have they lost control? Give me something, Tom. Well, they're not God. I mean, right. I talked about this on my show. They can plan all they want. Uh, and I do think that they carry out some massive, um, you know, agendas here as far as, uh, you know, the shortages. These are this is forced austerity. It's not real. Right. Uh, we really don't have problems with our supply chain. We have problems with the government interfering on purpose to to cause those shortages, period. Uh, you know, you look at what's happening with uh, with Wall Street. And I said months and months ago, they can't raise interest rates. They have to, but they can't. They, they raise interest rates. That means it's the end of the economy that they were propping up to begin with. And then I thought, well, if they do raise interest rates, it means that they've picked winners and losers already. They know on their balance sheet who's going to survive and who's not. Right. And that's when they, they raised the interest rate by 75 basis points uh, this last week. And uh, that's the largest hike since 1994. Uh, you know, and then that's to, then again, that's the, the goal is to try to curtail inflation. But you've still got gasoline rising and rising. Nothing's stopping that. Crude oil mm -hmm. continuing to rise. Right. Um, so this is not, I call it the clown world economy because it doesn't really make any sense. Things that should be at high prices, like say gold and silver, uh, with the loss of the purchasing power of the dollar and demand have gone down and continuously go down when things like crude and you see demand starting to pull back some, uh, it continues to go up. Um, so, you know, you have to look at this and think, and think, you know, what's the ultimate goal here? They want you an electric vehicle. Uh, mm -hmm. Are they going to be able to put you in an electric vehicle if if uh, gasoline's affordable, right? Just I mean right. that's just common sense. Gasoline's not affordable, right? It's going to continue to be unaffordable. They want to push people into electric vehicles. That's that's one thing, of course. Uh, but they also want to get, to manage the economy from the top down, uh, with with very little competition and very little variables. You, you look at uh, you know Jerome Powell, the head of the the Fed, and I pulled this article up uh, earlier. Um, a friend of mine sent this to me last night. You know, this is what we're talking. The the Powell's votes. Uh, the, the Fed is acutely focused on bringing down inflation, but really, what he's talking about is that um, the dollar, uh, the digital dollar, will be the result of you know the downfall of not. He's not using the words downfall, but he's saying that the do the digital dollar will be uh, the answer to uh, a lagging U.S. dollar is the world's reserve currency. Does that make sense? 
it's something that I've been talking about for a while. You know, the, the, the digital dollar is the answer to what they perceive as the loss of the, of the, of the world's reserve currency status of the U.S. dollar itself. And uh, again, it's, the dollar is not going to zero. It's going to digital. That's what I've been telling people for a long time. This is part of the process. Every country, every, every country on earth, for the most part, uh, that has a central bank, which is pretty much every country, uh, is working on, there's some form of development for a digital, digitized central bank currency, a CBDC. So this is, I think this is major news that's not really highlighted a lot by the mainstream uh, because we're seeing that, you know, the what's happening in Russia, there's a major conflict in the sense of the, petrodollar uh, not being used for purchasing Russian oil anymore because of the, the sanctions. And they just said, fine, we won't take it at all. We don't want it. They called it candy wrappers. <laughs> and, um, you know, Putin, uh, you got Putin's profit spike, not his, not his price hike. He's making record windfall profits because of the rise of crude oil, uh, selling, uh, you know, crude for discount prices to India and China. Uh, th these are major geopolitical moves. Uh, and quietly, you see the, the Federal Reserve who's really in charge of the country. Let's not, yeah. let's not kid ourselves. The, the money class uh, is saying, look, we're going to, we're going to have a digital, digital dollar. That will be the answer. You know, it's, it's funny. You should mention uh, the, the central banks on drudge. There's an article today and uh, I, I was going to send it to you guys. And I, I forgot, but there was an article today talking about how the people are, are increasingly, uh, pointing at Federal Reserve banks, uh, at central banks. Uh, I don't know if it was just, I didn't read the entire article, so I don't know if it was just geared to the United States, but it, it made it seem as if it was around the world. You know, central banks around the world are being, are under the, the microscope of the people now, which is good, right? Because we didn't have, we didn't have this before, but, but what, what did it take to get us there? And what is it going to take to get more people to, to look at that are we going to be on the brink of of starvation before we start realizing what the hell the problem is anyway don jeffries what's up sir welcome back good to see you give me your well, thoughts on what mr yeah. arterburn was talking about yeah well, well certainly and, and uh, i think that um, there's an element i keep talking about though all the time this is incompetence uh, blended with corruption and now insanity too so you have three components of, of the mess that uh, is ruling us I, at this point i I don't know which would be scarier to think that they can't, they really can't figure out how to solve these things. I talked earlier on the show about how they're trying to claim now that we get 50% of our grain from the Ukraine, which I don't believe for a second, all farmers in this country, and yet we tell farmers not to grow things. I mean, this has been going on for decades. Uh, nobody can figure that out. Is there no adult in the room? I mean, California was running out of water that was several years ago before we really drifted into this madness. And you know, they get they've had how long have they had desalinization plants for? They're right next to the ocean. They couldn't figure out how to get water. I mean, really, we're supposed to believe this is. I mean, if they're that incompetent, and maybe they are, I don't know. But I think that obviously there's somebody above them all that is that is managing this incompetence and wants it that way. But uh, you talked about the banks, and one thing nobody's talking about, David did actually touched on this the other day, and I said, right on. It's the first time, other than me, I've been talking about this forever, is that how people, in addition to creating money out of it, loaning people money that they don't have, counterfeiting, legalized counterfeiting, which people mail for, and every one of them should be released, because that's, that's, that's the way our fractional lending system works. They're just doing what the banks do. But they've raised interest dramatically now. I think home mortgages are to, uh, you know, over six percent now, which is astonishing. Considering you know that that's probably doubled uh, since the beginning of this year, maybe more. That's just insane. But while interest rates are going up dramatically, at the same time, you look at your little savings account, hmm. and you're probably still getting a penny every month. They're giving you, and they've been doing this forever, and nobody talks about it. If the interest rates go up, why do they they, they go up a little tiny bit, a fraction, so that if they're up to six percent now. They should, by you know, logically, you should be able to go get a CD and get six percent interest rate on it, right? Try getting that. You can't, and nobody talks about it again because the bank. You mentioned people are talking about the banks. Well, that's great, but we have to educate them on exactly how evil these people are and how evil the practices are because they they engage in legalized counterfeiting and they do things like uh, you know, we used to be as a Catholic growing up. I, I know the history of the church. You used to be lending money at. at Eventually, originally, it was lending money at any interest. 
but excessive interest rates was what it came to be. Uh, lending money at excessive interest rates uh, was called usury, and it was considered a mortal sin by the Catholic Church. Nobody considers it a mortal sin now because that's what they engage in. And uh, things like credit cards, I mean, it's it's amazing that people that, that fall behind their credit card payments and they raise the interest rate up even more as if they'll be able to pay a higher amount when they couldn't pay the lower amount. So many things going on that are crazy, and you don't hear anybody talking about this. But uh, if if I believe it when I see somebody, and there's not anybody in Congress, renegade Republican, nobody that's talking about the interest rates that you're, you're that uh, people, average people, are able to get on their savings. What little savings have? What people have savings? Their CDs, their IRAs, all that. They still are getting a terrible interest rate, one percent or whatever. I mean, I just read online a couple months ago. I was, I was ecstatic. Now, you know, rates are going up to 6%. As far as nobody talks about that. We need to try to educate the people on how bad these banksters are. And you mentioned about central banks. And as far as I know, I believe the last time I looked, the only countries in the world left without a Rothschild Stein central bank were right. uh, North Korea, who had a lot of problems with over the years, and Iran. We still have lots of problems with that. I, I believe Syria has a central bank, but it's not quite it's not quite uh, up to Rothschild standards. So How people ought to ask about that. Oh, Venezuela, maybe when when uh, Cuba, I don't know about. When Chavez was there, I know he was doing all kinds of things that were. Right. But I don't know now. I'm not sure. Now. It's hard to tell because Cuba, you hear. I mean, uh, uh, Venezuela, especially. My friend said he she and you know, Cuba Chavez. She knew him and. The friend, and then you heard so many people on the right that talked about the awful things he did. Some people like her, you heard about the great stuff he did. I, I don't know, man. It's, 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 I'll tell it's you, man. Because, um, you know, the, the, living here in the Bronx, I remember, uh, not that I'm a fan of Hugo Chavez in any way. God bless him. He died. I believe he was probably murdered by the United States in some way, shape, yeah. or form. And it's not yeah. out of the realm of possibility to think that because they tried to murder Fidel Castro in a similar fashion. Anyway. Um, and they may have done it to Bob Marley. Now, I, now I know that's a big conspiracy theory there. It's a big Cancer reach. of the toe, man. All the guy ever <laughs> died of cancer. Cancer started under his toenail or something. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, so, yeah. so there is that. But um, but uh, Hugo Chavez provided oil here to the Bronx to underprivileged people that could yeah. not afford it. He came over here and gave it to them. All right. Just saying. We don't see uh, Mr. Donald Trump doing shit like that. We don't see Joe Biden doing shit like that. We don't see Barack Obama doing anything like that. And we certainly won't see the Clintons giving away anything. <laughs> Not a damn thing. Okay. But, um, but yeah, like, um, let me, uh, somebody gave us 10 bucks in the chat and I don't know who it is, Tone. If, if you can check. I, what's up, buddy? I'll find it. Yeah. Thank you, buddy. Uh, um, and Colin Wysong is in the chat and he says, uh, just wait till hurricane season and we lose the ability to bring oil from the Gulf Coast. Gas will hit close to eight point five or ten dollars, he says. Um, that's an interesting, interesting thought. What do you think about that, Tom? Uh, well, uh, hold on a second. I was going to I was reading this comment from the oh, go ahead. it was Riley that tipped us ten dollars. He's like, I'm uh, I'm sending money for the upgrading Don fund. <laughs> We're gonna upgrade. We're gonna upgrade all the Don's boards, up his equipment. It's true. We're gonna. We're gonna. A lot of, a lot of improvements coming yeah. to America Unplugged. You guys, thank, take care of this. thank you, thank you, Riley. That's a name that means a great deal to me. That's the name of my uh, lovable little golden retriever, who is uh, one of the few dogs in the world. I think it has autism. She's my little oh. lovable autistic, but she looks like a, a supermodel. So we love her. Wow, like it's it's amazing. We were just talking about that. It's like maybe we said it on air and Ra and Raleigh overheard and decided to, <laughs> to give us a little bit of money for the fund. Thank you, thank you. We appreciate you, man. Thank you for that. Thank you. Um, but anyway, Tone, what's up, buddy? Well, um, again, I I was looking for the comment. I I I, okay. did, I, gotcha. I didn't hear exactly everything that you said. Do you want to uh, run it past me again? Um, no, I was just talking about uh, um Colin. Song left a left a comment about gas and how when hurricane season kicks in, yes. it's going to be harder, you know, to to get to get uh, oil in from the Gulf Coast. And it says he's it's going to inevitably boost, um, you know, the 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 prices higher than they already are. How high do you think they'll go? Well, during a, a normal hurricane season, a lot of times I've 
my family's been in the gasoline business uh, since 1979, so I know a little bit about it. I will tell you that even in hurricane season, the retailers will boost the price of gasoline before anything happens to crude, especially in the Gulf states. I mean, it really before anything happens to disruption, if there's a, a report of a hurricane coming in, prices will all automatically go up to brace for the uh, impact of the you know cost of refining and slowing down of production. So if you have real hurt, like if it really you have damage from it, that goes even into higher gear. The right. question is, is at what point in the economy will energy prices cause uh, a such a shift in consumer output that we see a decrease in the price of, of fuel? And I don't know. We haven't seen it yet. It's it's eating into every part of our economy, but the prices continue to rise. That's not been a normal thing in our past. I mean, when prices hit $4 a gallon back in, in 08, it was followed by a crash and, um, you know, the, the Great Recession. And oil went down to like $38 a barrel. And uh, then you had, what, $1.89 gasoline again for a while. And, then, uh, you know, in, in the low twos. Um, again, that, that happens after the crash. But we're, we're seeing like massive economic uh, damage here with a rising gasoline prices to me that spells that this is baked into the system. Like this is, they're planning on this. They're, right. they're betting on this. There's, uh, there's, I, I don't know. It doesn't make any economic sense, but to look at the, uh, the hurricane season. Yeah. I think, look, uh, I read a story, what a month ago that the, um, the 76 gas stations in the state of Washington were changing their pumps to, uh, be able to, uh, process $10 a gallon gasoline. Mm. Is it going to go to $10? I don't know. Um, but I do think there's probably a level, probably around 7 or $8 a gallon, where it peaks and then shuts everything down. And then we start seeing this, you know, this fall in demand. People will just stay home. Yeah. No, I, I, absolutely, man. Um, we, we are definitely entering some, uh, or we have already entered some very exciting times. Uh, and exciting, I mean, you know, dangerous for all of us, you know, we, we need to, we need to, uh, just stay aware, stay up and, and look up, look out for one another. I want to switch gears here because we rich, we've reached the halfway point and I want to cover a couple of other things, but I do want to get to the chat because, um, somebody said that we should buy WD 40 for a Don's chair. Now to address that point, Don's chair is the fourth member of America unplugged. Tony has said as much. And, yes, and is. that is what yes. it is. <laughs> so we're we're we're, we're gonna yeah, fix that. Um, who, who else? Chair, yeah. It's it's only see it's only it's karma that the smartest guy on the show says is not able to be heard. Like it's just there's something there's something universal about that. Like the guy with the most research, the, mo the biggest brain doesn't get heard because something's either you know uh, cutting off on his his feet or whatever you know and. I, I, well, we love Don, and we're anything that comes in from the from the show. We're we're constantly trying to improve, right. uh, all three of us. But uh, Don <laughs> deserves it more than all, more than both. Right. So th that's what we what we will be doing with your donation. So uh, uh and, and and hopefully we get to show you that you know, <laughs> show you what what you guys have done with uh with America Unplugged. We, we you know we we're gonna we're gonna do that. Uh, somebody critiqued my Donald Trump impression. He said it was bad. Hold on for a second. Who was that? So, somebody it's a rough, said it rough was crowd today, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I'm like, you know, your hands are too big. You got to shrink your hands. Yeah, shrink my hands a little bit. You got to shrink. Maybe I got to tuck them in a little bit. Kind of like right. T Rex. You got to do a T Rex deal. You know. Oh, here it is. Here it is. Uh, uh, Carmen Rockachild. Nice name. Billy sounds like a very bad impression of Alec Baldwin doing Donald Trump. Please stop. Now, um, I, I did get some good feedback. Uh, Miss Dismal said I was, I think, I, I think Miss Dismal said I was good. I, yes, she did. She said it's pretty sweet. Um, and some people want me to do it again. I'll do it before the end of the show and you can critique it. Somebody wants to critique it. Now, what I, what I do want to do, and I'm going to shout out everybody in the chat. Thank you very much for, for, for being here. We really appreciate you. I want to talk about this, um, the vaccine being uh, approved. But it's 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 approved for children five and under now, and they're making it like okay now th this is a thing uh, we people have been waiting for this the parents have been waiting for this vaccine for so long. This is the least uh, uh, affected age demographic, if I'm not wrong. 
you know, and and it's still emergency approval. They've never it, it still hasn't been approved by the FDA in, in any real way. This is all emergency stuff. Where is the freaking emergency? Right. And I wanted to ask Don about that. And, and hopefully we can get some of what he's saying. But where, where's the emergency? There was never an emergency for kids from uh, 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 five years of age or under and from 10 years of age or under or 15 or under. There was never. You know, I mean, we can we can get into whether there was a real emergency at all. Right. If there's 97 to 99 percent recovery rate on this thing, CDC, not me. Right. Um, but but they're pushing this hard now. They want to give it to kids and kids are not going to be allowed to do certain things unless they have this most likely. Where's the emergency, Tony? <laughs> the emergency is we have to get as much taxpayer money in the pockets of big pharma as fast as possible. That's the emergency. The emergency is we have to create false uh, needs and, and, of course, sell them products that are going to. Well, again, we look at the VAERS database. Don't let Tony Arterburn decide for you what the what the genetic code injections do. Look at VAERS, okay, not, not me. And again, you look at, um, uh, here's another emergency. The, the Moderna is the one that got approved for mm -hmm. its emergency use authorization, which is right. not, it's not approval. So it's emergency use authorization. And there's a lot of weird language in there. And again, uh, this, I think history will be a harsh judge on all of this, but you look at the, the CEO of Moderna, He's going around the, you know, the World Economic Forum. He's saying, well, I, I don't understand. We have to throw away 30 million doses. Nobody wants them. We go to the embassies of the countries, you know, that, that are, uh, again, on our list to to donate to. And nobody wants them. We have to throw away all these. It's like 30, 30 million. That was on <laughs> technocracy.news a few weeks ago. Right, right. So that's the emergency, Billy. We got to create new uses. And then you got these psychopaths like I covered yesterday. There's this doctor in Australia who's an uh, ICU uh, doctor, he's a pediatrician, and he has his tiny baby with a mask on. He puts his baby inside of like a, uh, uh, it's like one of those little devices from ET, you know, like with the tubes and everything. And you you see um, that kind of behavior where they're projecting an emergency onto these kids when there is no emergency. They have nothing affects them in this way, right? And you, the masking of children, in my mind, is uh, nothing short really of just demonic. I mean, it's child abuse on the highest level. Uh, there's no science in it at all. There's, I mean, it's just clear, um, uh, again, you know, the over the top hysteria. And uh, so that's the emergency. It's made up. Don Jeffries, tell me about this. Well, you, you've been harping on this for a long time that where's the emergency, <laughs> you know? So uh, yeah, well, this is what they're citing. They're saying that there's an emergency and that they need these vaccines. They need them. Come on, Don Jeffries. You gotta have, well, you know, emergency has lost its, you know, when you, when you overuse any term, whether it's racism, uh, emergency, you know, when I when I was a, a young lad working in a hospital itself, uh, there, there was a term when we used to deliver medical supplies to all the floors. There was a term where if they really needed something right away, and they called it stat. And the problem was the people, the unit managers that ordered these supplies, they abused that term so much that they ordered almost everything stat. And so. We quickly realized, and so I said at the times, like, you know, how are we going to know when it's a real stat? Same kind of thing with, uh, you know, the Twilight Zone talked about years ago, but uh, one of their great episodes, I'm sure Billy Ray remembers, was when everyone's beautiful, no one will. You know, so, and to say, so it's the same thing. What we've seen in recent years is everything is racist. And, you know, how do you find, you know, is there really a, a, not a difference between uh, band-aids or a proper grammar and somebody being strung up from a tree? I mean, that's the problem. There's no there's no degrees of racism. So it's something like an emergency when they've, they've started declaring everything's an emergency, everything, you know, you've got to do this, this, we have to do this, then people, at least if you have intelligence, now, of course, the general public has apparently has no tipping point for this, so they can continue to give them a new emergency every week. But for, you know, this is right out of Orwell to say, you know, Attention, comrades! You know, this is—we've just discovered that Victory Gin, you know, although it's been had a shortage of it all year, you know, Victory Gin is now you know hard to obtain. That's the kind of thing that that we're we're dealing with here. For them to, and but again, there's nobody on the other side. Doctor, as I mentioned earlier, Doctor uh, Simone Gold just just got sentenced to to two months in prison, and I believe she issued one of those Jack Del Rio style apologies when she did it. You know, where she did, which is, you know, again, this this is what's so horrible. People keep apologizing for free speech. All she did was tell the truth. 
because these renegade doctors have. So who knows if they start throwing doctors into prison for two months every time they say something counter to the narrative, they're probably going to run out of uh, of these renegade doctors at some point because nobody wants to go to prison. So it's it's very disturbing that there ought to be somebody out there that's saying, look, you know, you you any term that you use, it's like a boy that cried wolf. If everything's an emergency, you're not going to know when there really is one, right? So I think that's the point we're at. No, I, I, I don't disagree with you, right? But uh, um, I don't think that most of the public knows that these things are being approved under under an, an emergency status. I really don't no. think they do. Over here in the alternative media, most people are informed to that level. And we take it for granted, I think, you know, um, and we think that the mainstream knows this. I don't think they do. But then again, I don't think uh, anything would change even if they did know. You know, I mean, maybe for some people no, it would it would light some light bulbs and say, hey, you know, what's going on here? You know, but but now look, very, very Israel true. sees 70 percent spike in number of seriously ill COVID patients within a week. Israel yeah. is the most heavenly heavily vaccinated country in the freaking world. They cut the deal with Pfizer. I think they had 99 percent people vaccinated, according to some stats. And they're experiencing this. So where's what's the common denominator here? You know, but 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 people yeah. fail to freaking see that, and it's it's I don't I don't I don't I don't understand why. Tony, give me some thoughts. Well, clearly the answer is more vaccination. Yeah, absolutely. Right. We, <laughs> if, if four doesn't doesn't work, then five will. And if five doesn't work, you get the picture here. Right. Right. right That's right. Uh, we've seen this in this country. Uh, you look back, and uh, again, uh, people can look at the numbers. Look at twenty twenty. Uh, look at and look go back through your your phone and think about how many people did i know that were sick yeah and then look at 2021 and go wow it just really changed i can i really see it now and then they're just doing the injections doing the inje that's part of this and uh israel and uh they met netanyahu yeah. just jumped on that with pfizer like we'll be the testing ground you know when barack obama says yeah we've had this clinical trial that have what uh, billions Billions tested yeah, that the tests were the people, you know, right. and um, I think I, I, Israel, I, I don't know when they're going to wake up, if they're going to stop doing this. Do they even realize it? You know, does the the CEO of One America who said there's a 40 percent uh, spike in, in deaths from people 18 to uh, 65, uh, you know, last year? We don't we don't know why you don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> it's just bizarre. And uh, I think I, this is, again, just the tip of the iceberg of where we're headed. Yeah, man. Uh, um, it's uh, it's disturbing to say the least, man. And and uh, they're still pushing this. Let's see where it goes. Things. I don't know, man. I, I just don't know what to say anymore. And I find myself in that position week after week after week. It's like, what the what the hell do you say to something like this? What the hell do you say to something like this? And now, if you want to talk a little bit more uh, on the January sixth thing, I, I know, I know Don had alluded to it. If if you if you want to uh, touch on some stuff, I don't know what you want to talk about it. Uh, referring to January sixth, well, but the stage is yours, sir. Well, you know, we're starting to see some of these. Uh, I mean, there's a, there hadn't been very many people sentenced. I think the shaman, the guy that had dressed up like the the, the cartoon character, I think he got seven years or something ridiculous. Jesus, seven and, years! And, God bless. I think something like that, and. Uh, but what was really, I don't think they're going to get 20 years, but this father and son, and, you know, having a son that is the only one in the family that is awake besides me, it's home. Because I realized, you know, if we do something that the authorities don't like, uh, you know, we can end up in prison. So this father and son team are getting 20 years, could, have, could get as much as 20 years in prison for trespassing. I mean, which is, you know, all this is just a foreign concept to me, but you, you can't. At some point, you know, W.E.D. Du Bois, du Bois the, the great black poet uh, a long time ago, wrote about uh, the separate uh, equal stuff in the Jim Crow South. And he said, you know, at some point, this is going to explode. He talked about, and it, of course, it did eventually after like 100 years. It took 100 years. This kind of stuff is going to explode. You can't have, much as you can have a, a, a people living in the same place that can't don't have different access points they can't go to certain places you can't have that you can't have a society you can't have any respect for the law the law is always we know that, you know, that prison is a place for poor people i've written about many times but nobody with money goes to prison really pretty much uh, but 
even understanding that at this point, the punitive type of justice we're seeing, where you have politicized prosecutions and they're just arbitrarily throwing these draconian sentences at people for nothing, while at the same time, you have places like California that has suspended uh, any, uh, they're just letting people steal. There's no such thing as shoplifting anymore. You can't have that kind of dual standards going at the same time. At some point, that's going to explode. Because right now, because it really anybody, I've said before, once the legalized shoplifting out there, anybody in prison in California or wherever they've legalized it, every one of those people should be released because it's not crime anymore, right? And, and, and if I'm living in California, especially if I don't have much money, why should I pay for anything? What would be the point if there? If I don't have much money to begin with, yeah, I do need a new TV. Of course, I'm going to take it out. So this is the things people don't consider. But at the same time, when you have people that are being basically their thought crimes, you know, my guest yesterday on the show, and she uses, uh, you know, she thanked me for my thought crimes and everything. And that's exactly what we're dealing with here. These are thought crimes where people are they they had the uh, the wrong thoughts. They believe the wrong thing. So you have politicized people. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna punish you. And you know, they had a saying the left used to the left when I was gravitated to the left. One of their most precious sayings was that saying from Nazi Germany. I think it was a preacher or something they came up with it, you know. First they came for the liberals and I said nothing. And they came for the socialists and I said nothing. And they came for the communists and I said nothing. But eventually there was nobody there, you know, to talk for me. That's where we are right now. First, they came for Alex Jones, then they came for the white supremacists, then they came for the right, whatever. It's, it's the same kind of concept. And at some point, you're going to be sitting there, the, the conservatives, the good conservatives that are defending this, are going to, hey, hey wait a minute, I, I didn't do anything. They may have the middle road people. And they might have people uh, that are liberals that might or not, you know, the J.K. Rowling types that, that won't admit that men can have babies. I mean, at some point, you have to stop the madness and you say, these are not crimes. These are opinions. And you know what? I think I'm the only person in the world that, that, that's saying you have a right to be wrong. I mean, you, you have a you have a right to be uh, whatever racist is or whatever prejudice. And we're all prejudiced. It's not illegal. How do you how do you prosecute that? I mean, everybody. I mean, you know, you say that guy, that guy. You know, he really hates teenagers. Are you going to prosecute him? I mean, you can't do that unless they it would be a crime if they hurt people. Of course. But we have to stop the same thing with voting. Yeah, I think, you know, people are ridiculous to still be worshiping Donald Trump. But you can't prosecute 80 million people for voting for him. And that's where we're at now. Well, there's a lot of people out there saying, you know what? I hate that giant orange actor so much. Well, they don't think he's a giant orange actor. I don't know what they think. You know, but they, they hate him so much that you've voted for him. Good. You need to be hung up by your thumb. You know, that we have to stop this stuff because at right. some point, you know, maybe, maybe we get a great candidate. Maybe a Huey Long Jr. shows up. I don't know. Huey Long the Eighth or something shows up somewhere and starts talking about really great stuff. And uh, then they've already set the precedent, haven't they? You know, you're, you're, you're well, hey, look, man, it's just like, just like the people who voted for Trump. We have to prosecute you. So we have to be, this is this very slippery slope we're on. And I, you know, I, I would not argue too much if those people had just been given a little misdemeanors or whatever, other than the people that broke stuff that day. But they know who they are and they're not prosecuting because I think they know they're government agents. Just, you know, that's the thing. They're not going after those people. But they, at some point you need to say, look, OK, give them a, t uh, you know, give them a misdemeanor fine or something. But nobody should go to jail for that unless they really destroyed something or, or really committed acts of violence. And not only was Ashley Babbitt killed and let off the by a cop who had been irresponsible in the past and left a, gun, a loaded gun in the Capitol bathroom and somehow survived that. I just found out, and I keep, I'm sure Chris Graves will tell me in the chat, Ro, Roan something. I just found out about her. There was a second woman that was killed by a cop that day. I never knew that. She was gassed first, then trampled on, and then a female cop beat her to death and finished her off. Wow. You hear any talk about that? So those are the only two people that died that day. Other other than you had two other protesters that died of heart attacks or something or got trampled in the crowd. And then you have offers of Brian Sicknick, who uh, they lied for weeks, claiming he was hit in the head with a fire extinguisher, even though the medical examiner said he's got no blunt force trauma. His family was saying, no, that's not the case. They still lie. And I, when I hear Liz Cheney, you know, the, uh, the, who's now the favorite of the left, so it, used to, it used to be Dick Cheney was their most reprehensible war criminal, but his daughter's pretty cool, I guess. Uh, when they keep talking about 
an armed insurrection. They still haven't found any arms. They, they're not prosecuting anyone because nobody had a gun there except the cops. And they also keep talking about people died. Yeah, people did. Two of them were killed by cops. Two of them died of heart attacks or something. And one officer died of a stroke later that day. But there's no other side. So when you watch these hearings, there's, I, you know, you thought the Warren Commission hearings were, were ridiculous. But at least Mark Lane got to sit in eventually and, and represent to whatever degree they let him, which wasn't much. Oswald's interest is the mother. Oswald's mother hired him to represent his interests before the commission. Nobody's representing these people. And what not only been denied due process for every year, how would they ever get a fair trial after this? I mean, can you imagine being sitting in jail and Congress is holding hearings about what you did and saying you did it and saying how horrible you are? And then you're supposed to walk into a courtroom and think you can get a fair trial? I mean, this is this is monstrous what's going on. And there's not a single civil libertarian talk. And it doesn't even matter what they did. I don't care. It's whatever their alleged crime was. You can't deny due process and let them sit. Roseanne Boylan, thanks. I knew Chris Gray's going to talk. You can't let them sit there for over a year and then jeopardize whatever right they didn't have much of a, a chance at a fair trial anyhow, but jeopardize it completely. So this is it's not a good time to be a civil libertarian. I can tell you that. I thought that the. Uh, the Trump agnostics like me are the, the smallest minority group in the year in the world, but I, I think that probably actually civil libertarians are probably the smallest minority group in America at this point. All right, beautiful. Um, you know the, the the way the way we uh, we combat this, in my opinion, all of this stuff is, uh, you know, if 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 we go along with with the fight, right, with the artificial fight that's been, you know. Uh, propped up as a solution it will only cause further division and it will only cause more people to join a side and start pointing fingers the best way to avoid this is with your pocket the best way to do away with this is by uh, not necessarily ignoring but not paying them the attention that they that they want right and 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 you don't you don't go to there uh, to to you don't support them with your money you take it away Right. And, and, and you don't give them the time that they that they seek, you know, and that's I think that's the best way to separate ourselves from this and come together as a people. You know, um, when um, when, you know, uh, people are going to have ideas that you don't agree with, change the channel. Don't shut them down Just say, I don't want to I don't want to I don't want to deal with it anymore. I'm going somewhere else. And when the when when uh, when the visibility of that channel is as small as it can possibly be, it's going to go away. It's just the way it is, you know, um, support outlets that you want to support, you know, and, and give them your money, you know, if you wish, just don't, don't give it to, to QAnon people. Okay. And I'm just saying, I mean, you can, if you want to, but, but, uh, you shouldn't. Okay. We're getting up out of here. Tony Atterburn, say what's up to the people. Tell them where they can find you. You can find me at arterburn.news. And of course, uh, the sponsor to this program is Wise Wolf Gold and Silver Exchange, wisewolf.gold. Uh, I think next week we might have a new sponsor. We'll announce that next week. Uh, Dope. I'll talk to you guys off air. Uh, just uh, again, we're anything that you, you guys send in, we, we appreciate all the donations, especially the Rockfin chat. And uh, we're going to be upgrading a lot of what. Uh, what goes on with the show and, and Don's studio as well. And uh, B- Billy and I both have roadcasters and it's time for, for Don to get upgraded. So we're working on that. It's going to be, it's going to be incredible next level. And to, the rally in the chat was talking about Alex Jones, Alex Jones promoting a uh, Dinesh D'Souza's 2000 griffs. <laughs> I thought that was dope. He says 2000 mules, but, uh, but rally says 2000 griffs. And uh, that is fantastic. Cause that is exactly what it is. In my opinion, my name is Billy Ray Valentine. We got the legendary Don Jeffries. Tell them where they can find you. Well, I can find thanks, thanks to Tony Arterburn, one of the many things he's done to help me. Uh, his, uh, my website is donaldjeffries.media. So you can go there now and find everything. Uh, uh, the Donald Jeffries show is no longer, at least uh, on Ocelli. I'm going to be transitioning somewhere. I've already got a couple offers, and I may do something extra on Rockman, but I I may be going to another place and I'll keep the Donald Jeffrey show title and I think I can get the music and everything. You can find out anything you want about me now on donaldjeffries.media. All right, there you have it. My name is Billy Ray Valentine, Billy the Kid. You can find me on the infinitefringe.podbeam.com and right here on americaunplugged.com. Make sure you go sub to that podcast. You get every single thing 
Don does, and you also get AmericaUnplugged.com. So make sure you do all of that, please. AmericaUnplugged.com, America Unplugged on Apple Podcast, America Unplugged Radio, the whole deal. And uh, look out for a project that we're doing is coming. So, Don, we need to talk. Hold on um, um, when uh, when we uh, hang up the phone for five Thank minutes. You. We need to talk about that. So we're. We're gonna be we're gonna be launching a project. Uh, we're, we're gonna we're gonna uh, reveal some of it here to you guys in the coming weeks. It's gonna be incredible. We want each and every one of you to come over, and uh, and be with us. It'll be absolutely free for all of you. Should should I do a Trump impression, Tony? Always. Should I? Yeah, you, you do a great job. I don't know. Some people seem to think I don't. Like, I, I don't know. My, my feelings are being hurt. I think of Trump. I think of you. I thought right. that was you that drove your car into the Trump store. <laughs> you're, the, you're the new Trump, the next generation. Trump. Is, that, is that Billy? Uh, oh, Billy. Okay. He's, in Mass- He's not in Massachusetts. Okay. It's me. It's me. Listen, we're going all the way to the White House, all of us. All of us here on America Unplugged. You guys want it. We're going to do it. We're going to hang Mike Pence. We're going to hang him because he didn't have the balls to overturn the election. He's a pussy. Okay. And I told him that to his face. I called him a pussy because that's what he is. I'm Donald Trump and I paid for this message. Let's get the fuck up out of here. Hey, everybody, appreciate each and every one of you. Okay. We're getting out of here. We'll see you guys next week. Lord willing. We appreciate the support. Somebody gave us an extra five bucks to buy WD-40. We're going to do that for you guys. Okay. Take it easy now. (laughs) Bye-bye.